This is the show with Cannon Brown. When I was younger, I felt that if you know if you're trying to get into my market, well, then you're just trying to hurt me. Or you're trying to take my business. But in the grand scheme of things, man, there's so much business out there, especially nowadays in social media marketing and graphic design and photography and videography, that there's enough for everyone. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? Finally reached out to you and got you on the podcast, so I'm excited about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I see you on Facebook a bunch. Let's let's just start there. I just I see you on Facebook like... Uh, you're, you're very good at promoting your own stuff and your stuff is good at being promoted. Can I start there by giving you a compliment? Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I feel, I feel like I struggle actually promoting myself. Um, I feel like most of the time I'm worried about other people's material getting promoted or getting out there. And so I feel like I struggle in that area. So it feels good to get a compliment that, you know, over something I don't think I do very well. So I, I do appreciate that. Well, it's I I don't think we uh we probably don't all do enough, right? I mean, I know I don't do enough, but we all probably don't do enough because like this whole social media game is it's a little tough. Um, yeah, it is tough. And you just said something that's interesting. I kind of want to touch on. You said you're you're always like worried about like other creators getting stuff posted. And dude, I can feel that, man. Like I like you said that and I was like that's exactly like I go on social media and when I see, I, and I'm saying this, when I see Alyssa Schultz post, I'm like, damn it. Yeah. She, uh, she, <laughs> like, I tell you what, she's it. so, she's so talented and her, her ability to, uh, post on social media as much as she does to me is, is impressive. Cause I try to do it and I don't do it enough. But I mean, every time I get on Instagram, she's one of the first ones on my little stories at the top the circle and every time i get on instagram which is quite a bit it's it's a new story of hers and i'm like goodness gracious i was on here 30 minutes ago and she's already got another kick-ass story on there like yeah this girl's unstoppable shout out to sweet briar creative and she's done a lot of work for for me for the keeper pen for like she's done a bunch of stuff for us like I love her and she's an inc- she's incredible, but also I like I have that competitive nature in me where I'm like, mm-hmm. gosh dang, like that is like she's doing incredible work right now. I'm very, very proud of her. And yeah, I'm she's... also like, How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a double edged sword. You it wanna, really you wanna is, give dude. people compliments and you wanna be like, you know, and hey, like they people deserve it, but then it's like, dang, like you're making me look bad. So like I've gotta step mm-hmm. up my game a little bit here. It's, uh, we all lift each other, right? It's like the, yeah. um, the rising tide lifts all boats. That's, as long that's, as we're that's all right. Kind of pushing each other. You know, it, it took, it took me several years to kind of have that mentality full, fully. Cause I, I came into the deal or the, the, the marketing scene, I think earlier, um, than most people now that do it now full time do it. And so, I think that it's, it was hard because, you know, I, I felt when I was younger, I felt that if, you know, if you're trying to get into my market, well, then you're just trying to hurt me. Or you're trying to take my business. But in the grand scheme of things, man, there's so much business out there, especially nowadays in social media marketing and graphic design and photography and videography that there's enough for everyone.
Um, you know, there's so it's just it's it's flooded with with opportunities for people to take advantage of. And so it's, it took me years to kind of understand that thing. But now looking back, I'm just like, man, there it, there's there was tons and now there's even more um, for people to take advantage of. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. And and I think there everyone's going to have that competitive nature, right? That's what that's why you <laughs> do your sure. own thing. That's why you have your own company that's why you do your own graphic design because you have that competitive nature to do your best for but sure there's also that like i think it's kind of the tide is turning a little bit and it might be like our generation but we're we're more accepting of competition because we're under like we realize that fact that there's so many people we're not living in mm-hmm. like a scarce economy right now at least not yet like right now yeah. we're living in a very uh like there, there's a lot of demand there and there's yeah. plenty of supply to go around as well. So. Oh, that's a, that's a fact. Yeah. But that the graphic design and photography and everything, that's interesting because you saw a lot of that pop up, like within mm-hmm. the last three or four years, you've seen a bunch of that pop up, mm-hmm. but you've also seen a lot of it die out too. I mean, you see mm-hmm. somebody that starts something and yeah. six months down the road, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't, what What's made you stay in it so long? Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I just enjoy it. Um, to me, sitting behind a computer, um, throwing stuff together, uh, it, it's enjoyable to me. Um, you know, you always hear that, that quote and it's kind of cheesy, but it's the truth. Uh, if you, you know, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Um, and that's, for me, that's what this is. I mean, obviously some days it's just not the best. And when you have deadlines to meet and magazine ads that are due at midnight and, you know, you get the stuff late or it's not what the client exactly wants. So sometimes it's just not awesome. But I mean, I would say 95% of the time it's, it's, it's great. You know, I, I started doing photography and a little bit of videography several years back, but design has been the, the, longest going for me and I, I just love to sit behind the computer and and I'll honestly kind of test my limits um obviously people grow and get better over the years and I feel like I have as well and going back and viewing some of the stuff I did even a year ago or two years ago I'm on brain I'm like what was I thinking like that is terrible and then seeing my stuff now it just gets better and better and so I think that also kind of has helped me like propel and kept me going is just the ability to get better and the ability to push like myself in order to create the best material for my clients. That's got to be one of the top reasons why I continue to do it. Hmm. You know that what is an untapped market for graphic design work? What would that be? Junior colleges that want to promote their judging camps. Cause my yeah. God, they need some help. <laughs> yeah. That's something I actually, kind of wish in high school I would have would have done uh we we didn't have a very strong livestock judging um team or even I mean anything along those lines growing you know in in, uh high school or even younger than that um I never got to got to dive into that realm of of the industry and I grow you know looking back I wish I would have been able to do more more of that because I think it uh definitely helps people uh in their future for sure yeah, definitely. But I, I'm also a, a person that believes that if you spend enough time around the industry, you didn't need to go to school for it. I oh, mean, I, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There's people out there that I know that 
can judge them just as well as people that go judge at the biggest, you know, competitions in the country. I, it's just kind of how, how much, how much work and time do you want to put in to perfect your craft? Yeah. Shot. You know, uh, Mick Bellamy, you know, yep. Toad. Yeah. Yep. That's a shout out, Mick. He's, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for years now. We actually sat down for an interview and it like, we had some technical difficulties. He had to leave. I had to leave. Something happened. So he'll yeah. be on someday, but his story is kind of like that. I mean, he like grew up playing ball, playing baseball. Yep. And yep. right out of high school, his dad was just like, okay, you're, you're going to start judging shows. Go get, go get started. And he didn't do a lick of school or anything. And then that guy ends up sifting Duncan for like 25 mm-hmm. years straight or however long it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Shout out to That's Mike. a fact. Yeah, shout out. So, yeah, there's uh, – I, I think that um, – I mean, this opinion has been spouted on social media, of course, but I think there there's benefits to going to junior college and senior college judging livestock. There's a lot of benefits, a lot of people that you meet, but you can also get the same education if you just spend a lot of time around shows and mm-hmm. get a good That's mental. a fact. Yep, 100%. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that was a good little little intro into the podcast there, Mister mm-hmm. Mister Childers. I've got to ask: Do you have any relation to one of my favorite singers, Mister Tyler Childers? Well, um, I think so. Uh, and if you ask me, <laughs> no I'm gonna, way. I'm gonna. If you ask me, I'm gonna tell you yes. Uh, the reason being is if you listen to all his music, it's like Kentucky, West Virginia, that area. Well, actually, my family, um, that part of it, the children's part, they're actually from that area. West Virginia is where they grew up at, and some of the relatives live in Kentucky. Um, so one one night, I, I was intrigued by by that, and so the, the thought of us being related. And so I went to Ancestry and did some digging, and according to Ancestry, it's my fifth great-grandpa and his fifth great grandpa are brothers. Now I don't know if that's true, but in my mind it is, and I just roll with it. That's got to be true, right? I mean, because he has I, had to have done it, right, for him to like match. I, I think so. I mean, I, I you know I really don't know how the whole ancestry deal works. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you the 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 thing behind that, but I mean, when it said that, I was like, yep, we're we're related. I'm gonna roll with it. So we, I say we are, who knows? We might not be, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick expensive? with that. How, how expensive is that? Andrew? No, it wasn't. I think it was like, I think 30 bucks to like get, actually get like dive into it deep and get, you know, get the answers that you wanted. Uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. And I think it's like maybe like 30 bucks for the year. I don't know. Huh. That was, I did that several years ago, but I, I still stick with that. We're, we're related. Dude. And here's the deal. I, I mean, I've been told that I resemble Tyler Childers just because I have a little bit of red hair and a red beard. Okay. And, okay. But I'm a short guy. But I look yep. at pictures. I haven't seen you in person, but I look at you and I'm yep. like, you got the beard, dude. You have like yep. Tyler Childers' beard. Yeah. Like, you're built like yep. you're from Kentucky, yep. West Virginia. Yep. I'll, hey, I'll take it. I'll, I'm going to take it and roll with it. I, my, I, I'm, this probably is wrong, but I know there's. I think my great grandpa or great grandpa they were coal miners. I'm in West Virginia, so oh, it's in the it's yeah. in the blood. It's just I just that's not that's not for me. God damn, he's got some great music though. That's that actually is that's a, that's a, you know what that is? That is a great 
that is a, that is a great little gift for a podcast, and that's about it. Like, when are you going to release that to like public and like natural? Yeah, it's not <laughs> like I mean, people, you know, like as I travel and people see like know my last name or they'll ask me my name and I tell them I get that question actually a lot. They're like, "Are you related to Tyler Childers?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I think I am." And so I get that question more than probably you'd think. Uh, just when I travel and people ask and I tell them my name, they that's the first question they ask. Are, are you related to Tyler Childers? And I'm like, yep, sure I am. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, shut yeah, up. Like, like, whoa. <laughs> like, are you serious? And I'm like, yep, sure am. Sure am. Look back, five generations. Yep. Or whatever it is, yeah. Um, God dang, that is a great conversation starter, though. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. God, it's not bad. Well, yeah, and whoever doesn't know who Tyler Childers is, I mean, look him up. We don't have to do a lot of explaining yep. here on the yep. podcast, but yeah, just no, check him no. out. No, just, just uh, find him on Spotify or Apple Music and you'll be A-OK. You got to check out that, um, what's the one that you spit into? Uh, oh, like uh, DNA something. You got to check that oh, one out. Oh, yeah, uh, 23 and Me or whatever. The 23 and Me, called. yeah. Yep, that's what it's called. Yeah, yep. yeah you got to check that one out. Yeah, I might look into that. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, back to graphic design real quick. Okay. Where do you think, like, print ads are going to go? Like, how how do you think those evolve with this time? Here, I mean, in my opinion, and we can kind of get into this a little later, I don't, I didn't have any formal education in communications or marketing. And so I'm sure there's other people out there that you can ask that will have a better answer for you or have a better insight on, on where it's going. Um, but in my opinion, I think there'll always be a place for it. Um, no matter, you know, how you look at it. Um, but I mean, even over the years have gone from when I started to now, you can see the evolution of digital marketing has kind of taken over print marketing or print ads. And so I don't think they'll ever be extinct. But I think in the next 10, 10 years, 15 years, um, it'll be hard to have a print ad. Now, I mean, like I said, there's a place for it. And there's obviously several great magazines um, in our industry that do a great job on showcasing the youth and showcasing the livestock industry um, from the show side of it. Uh, but I just it's just hard to compete when you have all of the and my biggest thing is analytics. You know, when you put an, you know, and when you put an ad out there on Facebook or any type of social media, you instantly get analytics to see who, like who viewed it, where they were, how old they were, were they male or female? So you have those numbers to like help you gauge how you want to market your stuff in the next year or however long. Well, with print ads, yeah, well, Hey, I could say I send a magazine out. Well, yeah, there's, five people in a household will only one person read it. Well, you have no idea the numbers for that magazine where you, you know, you could, you can say over a hundred thousand people read it because it's how many you send it out, but really over 300,000 people could read it. Cause what if three people read the same magazine? Um, and so that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is the numbers and the analytics behind, behind it. And just being able to, with the digital stuff and being able to see, uh, see who saw it and all that that's kind of important and also i mean you know you can view a digital ad anywhere you're at 
Um, so that's the convenience of having digital marketing is much better than, than print marketing in, in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, spoken like a true, uh, graphic designer that gets work <laughs> yeah. done for, uh, uh, print ads still. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I completely agree. And I like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like shut down showtimes or anything. They do like incredible work and, um, yeah. Oh, for sure. Their stuff is... that, there, and there's, there's a couple others that do great work as well. And there's probably more yeah. that are going to be started in the future. Yep. I but actually started hard. a magazine. I, I actually started a magazine company. Um, this has been, had would have been, well, I don't even know, three years ago. Um, we ran one edition. It was called actually it was called the Show Pig edition. Um, we ran it one time. It was sent to Houston and OIE, and we I I really could not get anyone else after that first time. I could not get anyone else to commit to it because they were just so heavily directed towards digital marketing. Um, so I think yeah. that's one of those things that it just that kind of to me proved in the time that there wasn't there wasn't a need for it because everyone wanted to focus on the digital marketing side of, of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dang. And dude, and I'm not saying any names, but like some of those print ads are expensive and yeah. you're paying, you're paying that much money for a color ad for somebody to just flip a page. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yep. know, man. I, and yeah. I understand that's the way yeah. it's been done for years and years. And that's yep. the way it has been going, but shoot, like I, I just, I can't yeah. justify that myself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but it's hard. It is hard, but enough talk about bad stuff, I guess. Um, you hail from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're a bona fide Okie. Mm-hmm. Where yep. are you from, sure in Oklahoma? So grew up uh, in a town little town to me uh called altus um it's about i'd say 12 to 15 miles from the texas line um grew up there my all my life uh at the time wanted to get to a bigger town uh currently live in a bigger town and love it um but grew up in a town that closest big city to us was two and a half hours away um so grew up on a kind of an island um if that makes sense because once you're there you're kind of stuck there um, unless you wanted to make like a day, a full day trip out of going to the, the, the big town. Obviously we had Walmart and all that good stuff. And we had, I think, I think around 20 to 25,000 people. Um, I graduated with about 300 kids in my high school. Um, so I say we, we were, we were a small town, but to some, some kids we were, it, that was a big town for them. And you didn't have like a huge, 4-H for or FFA program. What was your what was your programs looking like in that town? Well, I uh, was only in 4-H for I think a year or two because uh, I kind of got started late into the showing livestock and being involved in that realm of of it. Um, we actually our 4-H and FFA programs are great. Um, there, I think we probably have over a hundred kids in our FFA program, that number could be wrong, but that's kind of what I think in my brain. Um, and I think it actually, we just, our home, my hometown just hired a third, uh, ag teacher. Um, so I think it's growing, which is awesome. Um, we had, we were very, very involved in showing livestock, um, gave speeches when I, uh, was in FFA, um, which I think is, has been critical for, 
for the development of, of myself. Um, it's helped me a ton. Um, but yeah, our programs were very, very, very involved in the community, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and so, yeah, our programs were great. Um, and, th- and they're actually fairly big for the state of Oklahoma. So I found this interesting and, um, it didn't surprise me that you were involved in sports. You're a big sports guy. It, it comes mm-hmm. with your build. I mean, you look like mm-hmm. a sports guy. You look athletic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but your family was uh, kind of into sports, and you have some relatives yeah. that have been into sports, right? Yeah. So I uh, grew up in a sports family, um, started playing t-ball at the age of uh, five, have two older brothers that played sports. So that growing up, that's kind of all all I knew. Um, re- several relatives that – Heavily involved in sports. I actually went to college to play sports. My, actually, my grandpa um, got signed with the Cleveland Indians to go pitch um, for them, and he actually got drafted. Uh, so he went overseas and served, uh, I think, in the Air Force. Um, and so he actually didn't get to do that, but he had a con- signed contract with them. So he was heavily involved in baseball, and um, I just that's all I knew growing up. We played on a travel baseball team, played 90 to 100 games a year, um, actually when I was 12, we won the national championship in Colorado Springs. Um, and then that kind of, I started at that point, I was kind of done with the travel stuff we, that was kind of our end goal was to win national, the national championship. So that was our end goal. Um, and so I was kind of done with that and transitioning over into showing livestock and, uh, how we got in the livestock deal. My brother, he had actually had a sports injury and he was at physical therapy. Um, and one of the girls that was at physical therapy with him, she showed livestock or showed pigs. Um, and so we, that's how our paths crossed. And so we started showing and my eighth grade year, I got hurt and playing baseball. And so at that point it was like, you know, am I really going to go anywhere with this baseball deal or should I just focus on pigs and the FFA side of it? And I knew that after high school, I would not play baseball. I just wasn't always just the, the best out there, but I always, always loved the game. And, um, so I decided to stop playing sports. I actually did not play any sports in high school. Um, solely focused on showing livestock and being involved in FFA. So it's kind of a kind of a different path than most um, that are in the industry because most of the time you know you grow up uh, with relatives or you know your dad had had pigs or had cattle or whatever it was. And we didn't even I didn't even start showing. Um, I didn't even know there was a thing showing showing pigs until about sixth or seventh grade. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I we have kind of a similar story with baseball. I um okay. I was heavily heavily involved with baseball. My mom s- still says to this day that she wouldn't let me play tackle football, which I wanted to play. She wouldn't <laughs> let me play that as like a ten year old because she thought it would affect my professional baseball career. Listen here, I, she's, I, she's I, just looking I, out I for you, you. Okay, I guess so. But I was short then, and I'm short now, and. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm athletic, but I ain't that athletic. I'll tell you what. So like around like fresh, freshman year comes around and I'm playing fall ball and we're about to start the season in high school. I'm stoked. I'm ready. And then I start showing pigs and I start judging and there was no time. And I'm like, I finally had to sit down with my uncle and I'm like, Hey, I, I don't think I'm going to get, I don't think I'm going to go to college for this baseball thing i like i really don't think i'm good enough 
And he's like, well, I think you could go to college for like ag. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that sounds pretty cool. And then I was like, okay, well, let's just phase this out. So I kind of just phased yep. sports out of my life mm-hmm. and stuck to showing and judging. Yep. Yep. It's kind of, kind of almost the same story. I just had to sit down and, you know, evaluate what was going to be the most important and the most beneficial for you in the future. Yeah. Did you guys, um, so you, you kind of get into it from an outside source, which I love. Like your, your, mm-hmm. your brother just like randomly as a friend, like a girlfriend or something. And she shows pigs. So like, and then your family gets involved and here you are yep. like 15 years yep. later, however long later, yep. it's, it's just an insane story. And did you guys end up like starting a, like a breeding operation as well? Uh, so, I mean, somewhat, I mean, we didn't have any land or any, uh, farms or anything. So all my stuff was kept at our ag farm, um, outside of town. Now we were, I was blessed with, uh, uh, an insane ag farm. Our ag farm would cost like, I think at the time it was built like over a million dollars. Um, and so we, our ag farm wasn't like your typical ag farm. It had, I mean, it was, it was very, very nice. So what's the high school? What now? What's the high school called? Altus High School. Altus High School. Shout out Altus High. I just think we should give yeah. them a shout out real quick. Yeah, no, it was it was so cool um, to be able to have that. Um, and so anyway, so we had that. Um, and so I mean, we had a sow every now and again, um, but nothing too crazy. My brother actually, we have land now and all that good stuff and barns, and and my brother actually raises um, a few. Uh, here and there, and he also helps quite a bit of families and trades pigs, and that's kind of what he does now um, for his for his living. Um, so it's kind of evolved and changed, but we've never really like hit the breeding side very hard. I mean, like I said, we probably have ten or fifteen sows that have litters, but nothing nothing too crazy. That's pretty cool for a, a, a ag department to have that. Ten or fifteen mm-hmm. sows is a lot of sows for a school. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and so we'd have them out. They'd have like we had like a kind of like a south south side to the barn and it, we had there's probably i'd say 20 pins that were 20 foot by 20 foot um and, and they we you know we'd have four or five sows per pin and so we were able to have i think two or three of those so it was kind of a cool deal um we were like i said we were we were lucky to have have the facilities that that we had yeah that had to be like super informative yeah it god was. damn i can't even imagine that Mm-hmm. We had a uh, we had a meat lab in my high school, which was nice. Okay, okay. Uh, but we had kind of like a little land lab. But the the most we had was like an aquaponics pond and yeah. a couple a uh, couple pens for kids to keep their lambs and goats if they needed to for cattle yeah. fair. But yep, yep. That's pretty badass. No, we, we, we were we were we were like we were blessed for sure. Definitely something that can like hook someone's attention to stay in the oh industry. yeah oh yeah 100 percent. Hmm. when did you when did you start trying to learn or playing with the graphic design deal uh so really i mean if you want to be honest it started in seventh grade um i took a yearbook class just kind of out of whim um i i just I thought the teacher was going to be fun. I thought it'd be a cool experience just to kind of see what it was like. Um, and so we had to, we designed a school newspaper and then we had a yearbook. Um, Miss Bartlett, um, she was a teacher and 
you know, after we got done with their stuff, she was like, hey, you can go kind of do whatever you want, play on Photoshop, you know, do something obviously productive, but, you know, you got to get free reign to kind of mess with what you want to mess with. So I would open Photoshop and I would just play, um, didn't have any formal training, just kind of see what I could do that I thought at the time was super cool. And so that's when I mean really started. And then I did that seventh and eighth grade year. Um, and then didn't do it, uh, didn't do any yearbook after that, but I was always involved with art. Um, always would love to draw, love to paint, um, took art classes all through junior high and high school. Um, and then I went to a JUCO, um, my first year, cause during high school, I took, I had 36 hours of college credit done my junior and senior year. Um, and so if I wanted to That's go to impressive. a four year, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really nice to be able to, to do it, uh, to do it that way. Um, and so, but if I went to a four year, some of those classes wouldn't transfer, but if I went to the JUCO that I did the school, like the first year at, and then got the second year done, that would count for my first two years with like the general education portion of my degree. And so I decided I'd stay there. So I stayed there. And well, this time we kind of had some pigs here and there. And so I just created a logo for our operation, which it's pitiful. Um, but at the time I thought it was really cool. Um, and so did that. So I can post it with your episode. Yeah, I will. Uh, actually, I will. I'll send it. I'll oh, just, thank I, God. I, bet I, can, yes. I bet I can find it. Um, and so I, I'll find it. And so I did that and, um, kind of started from there, uh, kind of word, not, I mean, a word got out and I did one for this guy here and this guy there and kind of word of mouth, um, helped me at the time. Cause I just, I didn't, I mean, I didn't think anything would ever come of it. I was just playing on my computer one day. I was like, Oh, I can do this. And so kind of started traveling and word of mouth got out and then, I don't remember. It would have been, it would have been my third year of college. So my first year at my, at my four year, um, I showed pigs for Alton Walter growing up or not growing up, but when I showed, um, and so I just reached out to Russell and was like, Hey, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, let me know, whatever. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I was like, actually I need some stuff done. Would you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah. And so I started working for them, and I mean that obviously gave me several avenues to go to go down, and so it kind of was just by word of mouth, and then obviously got a Facebook page, started posting stuff on there, and ever since then it's just been been crazy. Yeah, what a great guy, by the way, Russell's Russell's yeah, a stand-up yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you are correct. I, I get I give him those phone calls sometimes too, and I'm amazed that he picks up the phone, and I'm like. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're yep. a great guy. Uh, yep. But that's, that's literally all it takes is just like one person give you, give you a shot. Mm-hmm. And then you can, that like builds your momentum. It, it gives you some self-confidence. Like you said, like oh, you for sure. Facebook page, you do all that stuff. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can actually mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. Yeah. I think what really helped me and some people, I don't think agree with it or like it, but I mean, like all my stuff starts at a hundred bucks. So like a logo designs a hundred dollars and ad designs a hundred bucks. Um, and it's been that way since the get go. And I mean, for, for me, it will continue, um, to be that way. And the whole reason I did that was just because I wanted people to have an affordable option to market their livestock 
but still look professional because like growing up, I like showed or, you know, we had pigs and so like obviously, which now it's increased due to several reasons, but it, I knew it was expensive. Um, and so for me to create an affordable option, I'm like, that will just draw people in no matter what, that if they can come to me and get something that looks cool and is cheaper than everyone else, people will flock to me. And so in my mindset, that was what I wanted to do. Um, and so that I think helped at the beginning too, to get people to come my way was just the affordability bef- of, of it. Hmm. Oh gosh. You getting a phone call or what? No, well, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, no, dude, that's the right. I mean, that's the right mindset to be in at the beginning. Right. I mean, you, cause you, yeah. you're still learning too. So yeah. Um, you don't want to yep. be overcharging for something, but you still want to give them a quality product. I think oh, that's the best sure. way to go about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you doing graphic design full time? Yeah. So do it, do it completely full time. And obviously I do photography um, and a little videography here and there um, when people need it. But that's, I mean, graphic design and livestock photography. That's what I, it's a full time gig. That is a good gig, dude. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah, a bad gig. What? Who do you? Uh, who do you usually work for when you do uh, photography? Well, I mean, it kind of, uh, it kind of, you know, obviously it's evolved and got better. I mean, right now, I mean, my main people I work with is Legacy Livestock Imaging. Um, they, they shout uh, out Heidi. Yep, they, Heidi and Charles. they are the, they are the. They're the main people I work with as far as show live show photography goes. I got to kind of give kind of a backstory on how I got started with that, though, um, just to kind of give everyone context of where I was and where I'm at now. Started, uh, it would have been, I don't even know, four years ago, had a Canon Rebel T3i. And if you're a photographer, you know, you know how embarrassing that is. But anyway, um, <laughs> Started from with the camera from Walmart. You obviously got to start somewhere. Um, went out to California to do some to help with some marketing for Russell and the Alton Walter crew. Went to a livestock show. Actually, the photographer for the livestock show did not show up, um, and so Russell was like, "Hey, like you have a camera, like go in there and, and sit down and take photos, whatever." And I'm like, well, "Okay," like had never really done it before, but I mean, I showed, um, and so I knew what they were supposed to look like. At least I thought. And so, um, growing up in Oklahoma, there's a lady named Dusty Oldenburg and she shot a lot of the shows. Like she had shot OYE and she had shot my district show. So I knew her. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to get some of my favorite photos after this was afterward, after the show, I'm going to get some of my favorite photos and I'm going to send them to her and see what she thinks. And so send them to her and she's like, they look good. We have some work, but we'll need you in September. And I was like, what do you mean? Well, and I'm like, she was like, you'll come work the Oklahoma State Fair. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think my camera is like good enough for that. And she's like, that's fine. We'll get it figured out. So I rent a camera, go to the Oklahoma State Fair, picture that for them. Um, and then from there, go to the Arkansas State Fair, picture that for them. Um, and then the rest has kind of been history when it comes to the photography side. Just started traveling from here to there. Um, worked for Final Drive originally, then worked for Devin Sisk Photography in Texas. Um, unreal human being, uh, just great person to know and have. 
on your side. Worked with Show Photo uh, by Katina. She's so fun and cool to work with. Um, and then work with Legacy uh, Livestock Imaging. And I think that's I think that's it. Um, and so obviously traveled um, since then, and now can travel the country doing that kind of stuff. So it's been a it's been an evolving um, experience. Um, but like you said, it just takes one person uh, to give you that shot. And that was dusty, um, when it comes to the photography side of it. Yeah. Can we talk about how, uh, well, how old are you, Cade? 26. 26. Yeah. You're a year older than me. Can we talk about how we didn't get these cool ring shots at, at all? No, oh, that's I mean, a, a, we got a little to, bit, but like, to be honest, I mean, that's why I, I mean, that's why like I do it, which I don't do ring much ring shots anymore. Mainly I do backdrops. But I mean, like I have, which I know it was a county show, but I have absolutely no photos from any of my county shows, um, like yeah, none. Me either. And so, like, and if they I are, mean, it's they're grainy as hell. Yeah, and they're not in stride or they're not in focus. I mean, and so for me, like that, I I think it's so cool, um, for these kids nowadays to have photos that they can look back, and you know, I mean. Which it it wasn't a big deal for me to look back and like know what pick I had at what year or whatever. Like I don't really care about that. But it was you know, it'd just still be cool to be able to go back and look and see, oh well this year I had this pig or what you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, I have I have no no ring shots at all. Uh so it it uh it, it does suck. That that is that is very true. Yeah, it's um it's a little rough, but, uh, I can look back at the, I mean, I, I had a Carson Osborne on, you probably know Carson. Yep. Seen him yep. Around. yep. Yep. I had him on a couple weeks ago and I, I'm like, I mean, he's, he's still has another year and a half left. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, do you remember when shows weren't this whole thing? Like, do you have a recollection of when you kind of mm-hmm. just showed up and you hung out with your friends, maybe, yep. and yep. after show day was done, you kind of hopped in your shitty mm-hmm. trailer and got out yep. of town. <laughs> yep. You know, like that's what. Within like yeah, three it's, years, it's, it was like a change, I mean, man. Yeah, it's a it's crazy. I mean, that's what I remember doing. Like we kind of had like a show series back when I was showing, and I jackpotted a bunch. But there was like three of us, and we would always show against each other every weekend. It was Colt Stewart and Colvin Knoll. And we would show every single weekend we'd show against each other. But you'd show up the morning of, you'd take your pigs out and put them in a pen. You'd show them, you'd throw them back in the trailer, and you'd go home. And, I mean, like now, which, I mean, hey, I'm all for the event-type deal now. And we put on a show in the summer and the winter called the Southwest Banner and Buckle Bonanza. And it's a whole production. Uh, we actually have a production team come in to, to help us with it with lights, smoke, lasers, all that. But just, oh, just yeah. the whole entire show scene from every aspect, in my opinion, has evolved within the last five years. Do you know the, the, like the DJ at the jackpot shows in Oklahoma? I guess there's like the, one guy that's like bringing the smoke and stuff. Yeah. So that's who we have. It's Rafter C productions. Um, and that's okay. actually who, that's actually who comes to our show. Um, they started, I, I could, like I said, I don't want to sit here and tell you a bunch of things that are wrong, but I think they started with the new year's buckle run, um, a year or two ago, um, and then we got him to come in for our show. Um, and since then, that's he he does a bunch of shows in Oklahoma, and he actually they actually do it for rodeos. Um, and that's what they really are their main portion is. But they saw kind of a niche or a need for 
you know, livestock people to want that for their shows. And so that's what they're doing now. And that's, yeah, it's Rafter City. That's who, that's who we work with. Yeah, it, I actually talked to Carson about that guy, too. He was telling me that there's, like, one guy that travels to all these jackpot shows and puts on yep. the smoke show, and I'm like, oh, yep. you got yeah, to send me in with them. I want to have one of those guys on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's a – they're cool. I mean, it's a it's a cool deal. And, like, I mean, it just gives those kids something to, like, maybe look forward to, you know, if they weren't able 100%. to make that grand drive, or it gives those kids memories to have. And, and it's kind of cool to see, like, kids – that are shy or are not very open when they're not like in the grand drive, but then when they get there, like they can kind of flourish and, you know, they walk through and, and do something cool or do a dance move or whatever. So it's kind of cool to see kids get to enjoy themselves and have that memory as they're, as they're in that grand drive. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I don't think uh, the more, the more you can do to like make an imprint on somebody and create a memory, Oh my gosh, that, that's yep. huge! Yeah, we had a deal. we had a big show um, last summer, and it was actually like called the Southwest Banner Buckle Bonanza Beach Edition, um, and it was totally like Hawaii themed. Like kids wore uh, khaki shorts and Hawaiian shirts, and uh, oh, one nice. of, like, we we had Will Hilty. He came and judged, and he was wearing I think maybe flip flops or Sanooks or <laughs> Hey Dudes, I think, and he had shorts on and a ball cap, and you know I'm like regardless of what you wear, like it's just, you're showing, you know, we want those kids to have fun and be able to remember like, Oh, Hey, remember last year? Or, hey, remember four years ago where we actually were able. So we actually pulled sand in and instead of having wood chips, they showed on sand like the beach. Um, and so, you know, we just do like try to do cool things or that's kind of our, our MO is to, to have cool and unique things that way, you know, those kids can have those memories for, for years. Dude, that's badass. Are you guys having that again? Well, we haven't posted it yet, but I'll go ahead and say it on here. We're actually not having one this summer. Um, actually, our Altus is, I, I guess I'm just bragging on my hometown, but they're a great community. And they actually just passed a bill a year or two ago um, to actually improve our fairgrounds. I think it was a little over a million dollars. Um, and so we're actually getting central heat and air this summer for our fairgrounds. Um, so we, are, we will not be having a show this summer, um, but then coming up, I'm sure in December we'll have another one. Um, and it'll be essential heat and air. So we're, we're trying to get improvements going to our uh, our uh, fairgrounds to make that better. Um, so it's kind of gonna gonna cause an issue for the summer. There was some time con- um, conflicts, so we couldn't get it done the summer. But we'll have one um, again in the in the in the uh, winter. Hey, that's a good reason to wait. Yeah, I think exactly, exactly. Uh, those improvements are going to help you out so much, and it's going to oh, bring yeah. people back too. I mean, people love good facilities. Yeah. Oh, 100, 100%. That's almost like half the reason you go to a show, like at, oh, at, least, yeah. like, at least on a yeah. circuit. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's several facilities that are great in Oklahoma. I mean, obviously Duncan's great. Um, Chickasha, uh, is great. And then there's also the Woodward event center, um, which we're all thinking. Oh, I love you know, that Woodward event yeah, center. Yeah, the Woodward event center is great. I mean, it's just a great facility to have to have events at. Yeah, I I love that. The fact that uh, when I was on serving on the board, they were we went down there for that Southwest Regional, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a concert in here in about two weeks after the show." Yeah. And I'm like, "Gosh, yeah. dang!" Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool deal. That's uh, it is a really cool place, but well, that's awesome, dude. So exclusive, no no show this year, but you're coming back in the winter time. Yep. Um, should be. Yep. It's all, uh, yeah. 
Uh, don't quote me on it, but yeah, that's um, a, we have a whole full, we have a whole committee. So we, I don't want to say, hey, yeah, we're gonna have one, and then they have other plans or different different thoughts. So I'm gonna say we fair. should have one, but but don't don't want to quote quote me on that either. That's fair. Well, we'll be uh, um, watching on what's the show called again? One more time, uh, Southwest Banner and Buckle Bonanza. I think this year we okay. gave over forty buckles and over two hundred banners were given out to the kids. Um, so we try to try to do it right. You bet. Now, um, one thing that I know you're heavily involved in and interested in, and I would love to talk about is mental health awareness. Yep. Um, and I mean, this is a topic that's huge that we yep. need to talk about in our industry. That's, that's not talked about enough in our industry, Yep. but a, as a whole, it needs to be kind of on the forefront, I believe. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's a tough topic to talk about, but like you said, it definitely needs um, to be talked about. Uh, so kind of how I got involved with it. Um, last year, a buddy of mine, his brother actually committed suicide, um, and obviously that affected a lot of people around him, including me, and it was tough to um, – tough to be involved in that situation. Um, and right about that time, Maddie Caldwell had came out with her story. Um, and so I knew there was something that I could do. Uh, and I had, I mean, at the time, I think I had about 6,000 people on my Facebook page. And then I had probably three or 4,000 friends on Facebook. And I'm like, you know, I have a decent number of people that I can reach. Like, why not use that to my ability um, to help this topic or help this this agenda. And so I reached out to Maddie and I'm like, Hey, I want to design a shirt. Like I know it's on a bunch, but it's something, um, you know, let's, let's do something. Let's do something like that. And so we kind of went back and forth and we finally, uh, I got to give a shout out to the two people that helped me come up with it. Um, it was Jackie Lackey, who is a incredible human being in every way, shape and form. Um, she's, one of my mentors I actually get to work with the lackey crew on several different projects throughout the year. So I'm blessed to know, to know them. And then also Ruth Inman. Um, if I ever have a question when it comes to communication or marketing, uh, that's my go-to um, to talk to her about the, the process or the social media side of it. Um, and so I wanted to come up with the hashtag cause I knew that that was going to be easily put out there on social media. Um, so after talking with uh, them about what they thought was going to be the best um, hashtag. Like I said, we went through several different ones to get to um, what we got, but it was hashtag in anxiety. Um, so instead of anxiety, it was anxiety. Um, and so we did this whole, like, I don't want to say campaign, but we did this whole entire um, deal where we teamed up with fierce threads um, and they produced the shirts um, and I think we actually were able to sell over a hundred shirts. Um, and then there was a portion of our sales that went to a foundation that I think team purebred dealt with. Um, there was actually a girl, Jackie Bauer. Uh, I think I na- uh, pronounced that name right. Um, I personally did not know her, um, but I know Maddie did. Um, and I think she actually committed suicide as well. Um, and so we, you know, we gave the portion of the proceeds to, um, the Jackie Bauer Memorial Foundation. Um, and so 
all that kind of has nothing to do with what I want to really speak or, or talk about. But I just want like, if you're listening um, and you have any, any problems, uh, know there's people to help um, and know that it, it, it's all going to be okay. Um, and, you know, if you ever have any, any doubt about that, just, you know, seek out help. Um, I actually have a tattoo on my arm um, and it reads you matter. Uh, just that way, you know, when I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt, people will read that and will know that they matter. Um, so after all that happened, I just, I just felt that, you know, people, we need to talk about it and it needs to be more relevant in, in everyday conversation. Cause it is a tough conversation to have, but it's something that a conversation that we have to have, um, because it, it affects so many people, um, because it is, I mean, mental health is, is, is real. Uh, and so, you know, if you have, have ever any doubt or, you know, have ever any issues, seek out help. Um, and then, you know, and, and, and hopefully, hopefully you can get it. Yeah. There, there is such a stigma when it comes to reaching out for help, which is, it, it's wild because like you said, there's so many people that are involved in, uh, with mental health problems. Everyone knows someone. E- like mm-hmm. Everyone knows mm-hmm. someone, either friend, yep. family, mm-hmm. someone you knew. Everyone knows someone that has taken their life. And mm-hmm. the, fact that, the fact that there's still a stigma around it and the fact that people aren't willing to reach out, I, I wish that I could just like... I wish there was a radar like that. I can mm-hmm. see when someone's feeling like down and mm-hmm. you can kind of see that sometimes, but oh, for sure. put on a good fake face sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, uh, I, no wish I, could just, I, I wish I could just make is... everybody feel better. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's just a, it's a deal to where you, I have to sometimes realize that, Hey, you know, I need to, I need to be more inviting or I need to be more kind. Cause I do joke around a lot and sometimes it comes off as kind of harsh, but it never, it's never meant that way at any point. Do I ever want to hurt someone? Um, and so it's, it's kind of sometimes you have to kind of have like a reality check with yourself and say, hey, like, you know, that person might have a, like had a bad day or that person might be going through a struggle that you have no idea about. And so just kind of be smart about, you know, how you act towards people. And like I said, I'm, I'm not I mean, I'm I'm going to sit here and admit that I, I know I, I joke around a lot and you know, laugh with people and, and, and have fun with people, but it kind of just want people to realize, Hey, that, you know, you are important and that you, you know, you do matter. Exactly. It's, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's hard. It's Mm -hmm. for sure. It's a hard subject. And there's, there's a reason why people don't bring it up is because it it makes people uncomfortable. And there's people that are listening to this that are already uncomfortable and, yeah, but you know, I, I like I, I don't know. I genuinely want people to know that, and I know this is said a lot. But if you're feeling down, if you're feeling bad about yourself, like reach out to me. Yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. if you're listening to this yeah. podcast right now, reach out to me or Cade. I'm sure Cade will talk yep. to you. I will get on yep. a phone call with you. As I don't know yep. you from Adam, but I will get on a yep. phone call with mm-hmm. you for the whole I, night. More than. Yeah, more than welcome to to do whatever whatever we need to do uh, to help people. Just because I know it's such a such a relevant um, issue, or I don't want to say issue because that's not the right word, but a relevant um, uh, topic. Uh, it's just a, yeah, topic. It's just a... Yeah, that's a relevant topic that needs to be addressed. Uh-huh. And so, like like he said, if you ever have any 
any any doubtful thoughts, just give give a give us a phone call or you know just reach out to one of your friends. I know it could be hard, but I've, they're, they're your friend for a reason, um, and so yeah. they uh, they can they can help. I'm sure. And I'll, and I'll tell you right off the bat. I'll, I mean, I'll come forth and foremost. I am not the best with my mental health, and I know that's yeah. kind of like a thing that a lot of people say now. It's kind of like a fad to like not be good in your mental health, but like there's times where my girlfriend has to be like, hey you're getting in like a state where yeah. you need to like get yourself out of it. Cause I, yeah. I've seen you here and, and you don't like yourself and mm-hmm. I don't like you here. And so yep. it's, I mean, it happens to literally every single person. Yep. No, I mean, it, I mean it, like I, I always kind of get in the funk when I design a lot. Um, and I know like that, like that has a, uh, it has its own, you know, positive and negatives, but it's one of those things where, you know, if I design a lot, you know, sometimes I really do just need a mental break, just, you know, a day to just get my thoughts together, get myself together, just because I'm so focused on what I'm doing at the computer. And so making sure everything's right, that I don't like think about other things. And so like, there are, there are days that I just need to kind of sit back and, you know, get gather my thoughts, get my, get my mind in the right place, because I just go for so many days. And, don't think about other things that, you know, there are days that you just need to take a break or there's days that you just need to call someone and just talk to someone, have a chat with them, you know? And so everyone gets like that. You're not by yourself. So, you know, it, it's all going to be, it's all going to be okay in the long run. Yeah. Well, uh, Kate, do you watch sports still? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in a, is Oklahoma, is it legal to bet there? uh no not not like a no that's not you gotta go to the casinos right yeah well i mean yeah. you can bet like on DraftKings or i i there's an app that i use called price picks um that's more of like an over under app uh but we do i do a lot of like just betting with my friends uh that's what oh, we oh okay we, actually, we i'm a big i'm a big golfer now um not not very good at, it at all but love to go on the golf course on the weekend with the guys um so the masters is coming up so that'll be that'll be what's on the tv all week this week uh, i'm betting on tiger to win it all <laughs> i don't know i'm a big rom i mean obviously <laughs> that'd be awesome i would that would be i would, unreal but i'm a huge rom fan um and i, I think oh, John's gonna, i think i think rom's gonna win it this year i at least i hope he does that's fair uh do you watch basketball uh some uh i'll be i'll be honest i'm not just like the best like the huge basketball fan uh love college football um, that's probably my favorite. That and golf is my okay. favorite thing to watch, which people think you watch golf. And, yep, I sure do. Because if you got out on the golf course and you played golf, and then you go see some of those guys, how how much of a perfectionist they are and how they can hit that ball, then I think you'd probably watch it too. Oh, hell yeah. It's it, it's, it's a, unbelievably it's difficult. It is so, so hard. Yeah, I I, uh, I like to go golfing too. I don't fancy myself a good golfer, but I, I like no, to go. No, I'm not away. either, but I, I like I to go every now and again when guys. I can. That's, that, yeah, that's a, that's a vital part of, of, the, of the golfing weekend, that's for sure. Beers with the lads. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Kate, well, plug your socials really quick. Uh, yeah, so design stuff, I'm on um, – Instagram and Facebook. It's just at C3 Designs. Um, actually, just created a TikTok about four days ago, um, and that's just under my name at Kate Shoulders. It's got a bunch of video content on there. I actually was just blessed with the opportunity to go to the Four Sixes in Texas 
um, did a lot of, did some, did some commercial work for them. Um, so that it's got a lot of that kind of stuff on there. That stuff had really hadn't been, the videos stuff hadn't been released for that yet. Um, but it's got a lot of some snippets on, on TikTok, which that's, that's to figure out TikTok's a beast in itself. So I'm still trying to learn through all that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it on, on Facebook okay. and Instagram, not much on Twitter, um, but on Facebook, Instagram, I do want to, I do want to bring up one more topic. Yeah, what do you got? Um, and, and we, so back to, and this is, it's kind of more of a story and it, it's got a, it's got a meaning at the end of it. So back, you know, going to school, I didn't go to school to do graphic design or photography or any of that. Um, actually went to school to be a doctor, um, actually have a bachelor's in biochemistry and a master's in microbiology. Um, had no, no itch to be a graphic designer or photographer growing up. Um, actually just went to school to do that. Um, so my, my, my final thought, I guess, is, you know, go with what your gut feeling is or what your heart is. Um, I had an advisor my last year of college, um, my master's program. And I was like, you know, like I'm really, I'm really, you know, nervous about this graphic design deal, kind of doing it full time. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to be a doctor. And she was like, yeah, Cade, but when you were five years old, yeah, you dreamed of being a doctor, but now life's changed and you've grown up. So you need to do what makes you happy. Um, and so with that said, just, you know, find what, find what makes you happy and do it. Don't sit there. And, you know, just because I wanted to be a doctor for 10 years. Yeah. That's what I want to be. And maybe heck one day, maybe I might go be a doctor, um, but right now this is what makes me happy. Um, and so that's just kind of what I want to leave with is do what makes you happy, uh, and make sure, you know, make sure it's, it's what you want to do. Um, because in the end, that's kind of what matters is, is what, what, what you want to do. That's a, that's a good spot to end on Kate. I appreciate that. Yep. And I, and I would say ditto. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, Kay. Well, Hey, I appreciate you coming on. For sure. Um, we'll get you. You're a reoccurring guest now. We'll get you on again. All right. Uh, I'm always ready. Are you? I, I, yeah. You're, this is recording right now. So if you say you're always ready to go, I'll give you a call whenever. Yeah. I mean, as long as I'm not like <laughs> out, out in the field working, I'm, I'm down yeah. to chat. All right, dude.